Hey y'all, this is Liberated Love Notes, a podcast on Living Corporate Network. I am your host, Brittany Janae, creator of Liberated Love Notes, critical self-reflections and affirmations for the culture. Y'all already know Liberated Love Notes podcast is your source for weekly doses of reflections, affirmations, and reimaginings for us by us. Before I get into today's episode, want to just share a few housekeeping church announcements, maybe loving reminders. If we are not already connected on social media somewhere, and so on Instagram, that is at Brittany Janae underscore, and at Liberated Love Notes on Twitter, that is at Brittany Janae. I ain't, I ain't got a Liberated Love Notes Twitter yet. And then certainly I'm on, you know, in these LinkedIn streets as Brittany Janae Harris. Do me a favor, go ahead and hit the follow hit the add button. Um, oh, and on Facebook, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get right y'all on Facebook. I do have a Brittany Janae and a Liberated Love Notes page. Do me a favor, connect, add all the things because I'm going to have some announcements and things to share over the next, you know, week or so. And so do me that favor, go ahead and connect on social media. Also hit me up on the site, BrittanyJanae.com. There is a way for you to subscribe to my newsletter. Do that for me, do that for me. Show love in that way because I got some stuff I wanna share and I want you to be in on the loop. Those are my church announcements, y'all. All right. So I was literally resting. <laughs> Talk about the beauty of like rest. Literally laying in my bed. Was feeling all kinds of refreshed. And an affirmation came to me. An affirmation a liberated love note, a divine download came to me that I want to share. And so I'm going to share the affirmation that I wrote down, the liberated love note that I wrote down. And then we are going to sit at the feet of one of our ancestors as I read a passage from an essay that connects back to this this affirmation. And so this week, today, in this moment, I want to affirm, I will not allow the ways of this world to stifle my imagination. I'm gonna repeat that again. I will not allow the ways of this world to stifle my imagination. 
I am not distracted by excessive cynicism that drowns out hope and limits my ability to imagine different. I am not distracted by excessive cynicism that drowns out hope and limits my ability to imagine different. I feel free to imagine and to create beyond the limitations of whiteness, these systems, the norm, and others. I'm going to go ahead and repeat that. I feel free. Mm, I feel free to imagine and to create beyond the limitations of whiteness, these systems, the norm, and others. I am hmm, divinely gifted. Brilliance is within me. I am intentional about finding places, spaces, and people who are fertile ground. Fertile ground for the seeds I strive to plant. I want to affirm that one again. I am intentional about finding places, spaces, and people who are fertile ground for the seeds I strive to plant. My ideas will flourish, will bloom. Hmm. I will not allow the ways of this world to stifle my imagination. Literally, y'all, talk about a divine download, a timely affirmation, something like a liberated love note. Literally, this came to me as I was laying in my bed. <laughs> laying in my bed. I'm telling you, Trisha, Trisha Hersey, y'all, also known as the Nat Bishop, is on to something. And so I want to share that affirmation and wanted to share that affirmation with y'all. And also invite us to honor, honor one of our ancestors who shared something similar, shared something similar in one of her essays that I go back to just over and over again. Uh, the essay is entitled Poetry is Not a Luxury, and it's written by Audre Lorde, self-described Black lesbian poet. Uh, I'm going to read a passage from Poetry is Not a Luxury. There is a lot going on in our world broadly. There's a lot going on in the country that is the United States. There is a lot going on in our personal you know, spaces and homes and families. Sometimes self-care for me looks like restorative reads, sitting at the feet 
of our ancestors, reflecting on the genius and wisdom and words that they put out into the world in space, even as we strive to continue to be, you know, their wildest dream. And so I'm going to go ahead and read for y'all and we'll just invite you to listen, reflect, make note of whatever comes up for you. I'm going to read this and that I'm going to revisit our affirmation. And then we're just going to be. The essay is entitled, Poetry is Not a Luxury. She writes, The quality of light by which we scrutinize our lives has direct bearing upon the product which we live and upon the changes which we hope to bring about through those lives. It is within this light that we form those ideas by which we pursue our magic and make it realized. This is poetry as illumination, for it is through poetry that we give name to those ideas which are, until the poem, nameless and formless, about to be birthed, but already felt. Mm. That distillation of experience from which true poetry, poetry springs, births thought, as dream births concept, as feeling births ideas, as knowledge births precedes understanding. As we learn to bear the intimacy of scrutiny and to flourish within it, as we learn to use the products of that scrutiny for power within our living, those fears which rule our lives and form our silences begin to lose their control over us. For each of us as women, there is a dark place within. We're hidden and growing our true spirit rises, beautiful and tough as chestnut. Stanchions against your nightmare of weakness and of impotence. These places of possibility within ourselves are dark because they are ancient and hidden. They have survived and grown strong through that darkness. Within these deep places, each one of us holds an incredible reserve of creativity and power, of unexamined and unrecorded emotion and feeling. The woman's place of power within each of us is neither white nor surface. It is dark, it is ancient, and it is deep. When we view living in the European mode only as a problem to be solved, we rely solely upon our ideas to make us free. For these were what the white fathers told us were precious. But as we come more into touch with our own ancient 
non-European consciousness of living as a situation to be mm, experienced and interacted with, we learn more and more to cherish our feelings and to respect those hidden sources of our power from where true knowledge and therefore lasting action comes. At this point in time, I believe that women carry within ourselves the possibility for fusion of these two approaches so necessary for survival. And we come closest to this combination in our poetry. I speak here of poetry as a revelatory distillation of experience, not the sterile wordplay that too often the white fathers distorted the word poetry to mean in order to cover a desperate wish for imagination without insight. For women, then, poetry is not a luxury. It is a vital necessity of our existence. It forms the quality of the light within which we predicate our hopes and dreams towards survival and change, first made into language, then into idea, then into more tangible action. Poetry is the way we help give name to the nameless so it can be thought. The farthest horizons of our hopes and fears are cobbled by our poems, carved from the rock experiences of our daily lives. As they become known to and accepted by us, our feelings and the honest exploration of them become sanctuaries and spawning grounds for the most radical and daring of ideas. They become a safe house for that difference so necessary to change and the conceptualization of any meaningful action. Right now, I could name at least 10 ideas I would have found intolerable or incomprehensible and frightening, except as they came after dreams and poems. This is not idle fantasy, but a disciplined attention to the true meaning of, it feels right to me. Mm. We can train ourselves to respect our feelings and to transpose them into a language so they can be shared. And where the language does not yet exist, it is our poetry which helps to fashion it. Poetry is not only dream and vision, it is the skeleton architecture of our lives. It lays the foundation for a future of change, a bridge across our fears of what has never been before. Possibility is neither forever nor instant. It is not easy to sustain belief in its efficacy. 
We can sometimes work long and hard to establish one beachhead of real resistance to the deaths we are expected to live, only to have that beachhead assaulted or threatened by those canards we have been socialized to fear, or by the withdrawal of those approvals that we have been warned to seek for safety. Women see ourselves diminished or softened by the falsely benign accusations of childishness, of non-universality, of changeability, of sensuality, and who asks the question, am I altering your aura, your ideas, your dreams, or am I merely moving you to temporary and reactive action? And even though the latter is no mean task, it is one that must be seen within the context of a need for true alteration of the very foundations of our lives. The white fathers told us, I think, therefore I am. The black mother within each of us the poet whispers in our dreams, I feel, therefore I can be free. Poetry coins the language to express and charter this revolutionary demand, the implementation of that freedom. However, experience has taught us that action in the now is also necessary. Always. Our children cannot dream unless they live. They cannot live unless they are nourished. And who else will feed them the real food without which their dreams will be no different from ours? If you want us to change the world someday, we at least have to live long enough to grow up, shouts the child. Sometimes we drug ourselves with dreams of new ideas. The head will save us. The brain alone will set us free. But there are no ideas. But there are no new ideas. Still waiting in the wings to save us women. As human, there are only old and forgotten ones. New combinations extrapolations and recognitions from within ourselves, along with the renewed courage to try them out. And we must constantly encourage ourselves and each other to attempt the 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 heretical actions that our dreams imply, and so many of our old ideas disparage. In the forefront of our move toward change, there is only poetry to hint at possibility made real. Our poems formulate the implications of ourselves, what we feel within and dare make real or bring action into accordance with our fears, our hopes, our most cherished terrors. For within living structures defined by profit, by linear power, by institutional dehumanization, 
Our feelings were not meant to survive. Kept around as unavoidable adjuncts or pleasant pastimes, feelings were expected to kneel to thought as women were expected to kneel to men. Hmm. But women have survived as poets and there are no new pains. We have felt them all already. We have hidden that fact in the same place where we have hidden our power. They surface in our dreams and it is in our dreams that point the way to freedom. Those dreams made realizable through our poems that give us the strength and courage to see, to feel, to speak, and to dare. If what we need to dream, to move our spirits most deeply and directly toward and through promise, is discounted as a luxury, then we give up the core, the fountain of our power, our womanness. We give up the future of our worlds. For there are new, I'm sorry, for there are no new ideas. There are only new ways of making them felt, of examining what those ideals feel like being lived on Sunday morning at 7 a.m., after brunch, during wild love, making war, giving birth, mourning our dead, while we suffer the old longings, battle the old warnings, and fears of being silent and impotent and alone, while we taste new possibilities and strengths. Hmm, poetry is not a luxury. Written by our ancestor, Audre Lorde. 1977, the words resonate this morning, May 2022. I'm going to take it back to that affirmation that liberated love note, that divine download I shared at the top of the episode. And I invite you to embody it and affirm it for yourself in this moment, today, and this week. I will not allow the ways of this world to stifle my imagination. I am not distracted by excessive cynicism that drowns out hope and limits my ability to imagine different. I feel free to imagine and to create beyond the limitations of whiteness, these systems, the norm, and others. 
I am divinely gifted. Brilliance is within me. I am intentional about finding places, spaces, and people who are fertile ground for the seeds I strive to plant. My ideas, my imagination, my feelings will flourish, will bloom. I will not allow the ways of this world to stifle my imagination. Peace, y'all.